like we finally arrived. He I, says this is what it was all about. We did it. <laughs> we did it. I uh, it, it was worth it for this very moment. I think watching every single game of the Owen 16 season twice was uh, worth this very moment. I don't know. I do you feel like you've arrived? So like, do you feel like it's like that big of a deal, or do you feel like you need a what? What is it going to take to? I, I don't know. It doesn't, I, it doesn't feel real. Like, I'm also just stuck in that old Browns fan mindset where it's like hard for me to appreciate how good this team might actually be and like how good some of the players on this team actually are. Because I don't think this team's going to go win the Super Bowl, but this this is a very good like NFL team. Yeah. But I'm still just like terrified that we're going to piddle away the game every week and like do something stupid throw interceptions oh yeah absolutely i mean like if we if we go and we lose this game to the steelers by 30 points i'm not gonna be like oh we like i feel better about being a browns fan because it's gonna be even worse like i I would just making the playoffs isn't actually gonna move the needle anywhere for me um it's gonna be about how we perform in this game and i just wanted to be respectable i feel like i did so much like hedging trying to protect myself in case the browns didn't win because i didn't want to be so devastated that it impacted my ability to truly enjoy the playoff clinching like i'm i am definitely excited like i've thought about it it's now monday evening the day after we clinched it doesn't feel real yeah though it doesn't and, and maybe I just don't know what it feels like to be in the playoffs and expectations were out of whack, but well, it's just it, it, it hasn't like set in like that. It's like, oh no, this is a playoffs. Like this is something just, that we weren't able to do for 18 years and now we're here. It's just so great to have the monkey off your back and it's going to be so fun to watch a Browns playoff game. That's, it's just going to be great. I can not wait. I, I mean, thinking, last this. Pri- I actually this think pri- it's going to be a nightmare to watch a Browns play. <laughs> but, but everything that you love about watching the Browns is so exciting. It's so devastating. It's the best. It's the worst. It's the only time I feel real emotion in my life. I'm not going to lie. That was a joke. But it's it's going to be magnified in the playoffs. It's going to be like heightened, and it'll be really really fun. Um, all right, so uh, we're excited, obviously, about our clinching of this playoff berth. hasn't happened in 18 years. And uh, we decided to call a member of our family who he's seen this kind of thing before. This is not abnormal to him, not abnormal to Grandpa. And so we wanted to give him a call and talk to him about the Browns beating the Steelers last Sunday. And so here is that conversation. Hello, Matthew. Hey, Grandpa. How are you? <laughs> well, it uh, was pretty good. I uh, the fact that you know that they had more of uh, the Steelers had more of their results out than we did, but uh, you know the game was too close, considering that that they had a lot of you know, a lot of second stringers in there, but. Yeah, they didn't miss a beat with that Mason Rudolph. I remember him last time. He, he he played well, but I don't want to overlook the fact that you were a spring chicken the last time the Browns made the playoffs. <laughs> you were in your 60s the last time the Browns made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's been a long time. It's been a long time, you know. 
Um, but uh, I'm just so excited. I never thought I'd live to see the day. I was I was 11 <laughs> years old when the Browns last played in the playoffs. <laughs> 11 years old. That's almost as old as Emma. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, you're gonna have to tell us like. We've definitely never seen a win in the playoffs, and I very distinctly remember that game when we played Pittsburgh in 2002. Um, <laughs> it hurt bad um, losing that game after starting out so well. But you're going to have to coach us through what it's like to actually win playoff games if and when we well, get yeah, yeah, because I've been through so many of them. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm an expert. You know, Infinitely what, what more I, than us. The thing that worries me... <clears throat> It gives me great concern is how in the hell are we going to beat Pittsburgh two games in a row? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's definitely odd to play a team twice. I guess my only thought is all of these teams in the AFC are so good. The way Pittsburgh's playing recently, they might be the weakest possible opponent we can get. You know, yeah. I don't. I don't want to play Buffalo. Have you seen how good Buffalo has been recently? Yeah, yeah, they've they've been uh, tearing the place apart, and uh, you know uh, the the Ravens are uh, no slouch either. Yeah, the Ravens are on fire right now. I'm. I would you know, so, so much rather play the Steelers than the Ravens. Yeah, well, when you get right down to it, you know who the hell would you play? You know, all these teams are pretty damn good if they're in their eleven and five. You know, they're they're not slouches, but I just. My concern is that how can you beat a team to, uh, to, uh, twice in a row? It's going to yeah. hurt if we lose in the playoffs regardless. But how sweet will it be if we hey, beat they the had Steelers? a hell of a hell of a year? <laughs> no, they had a hell no, of a year. yeah, and but if we knock the Steelers out of the playoffs next week, oh, can oh God, you imagine? Be, oh God, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> You know, but, but like you said, Stefanski didn't play everybody. I mean, you know, this this Hooper, they never he gets all he gets all uh he gets isolated. They never looked at they never looked at him to get a pass and he pulls him down in. They got and Peoples Jones, he's usually alone when he's in a play, you know. And these guys are just uh probably ten one percent of, of the uh of the plays that they use and when they when they do play them, these guys are probably ignoring them because they never throw. They never throw anything to them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I think I think we've got a lot more. Um, we've got a lot more creative juice on offense to throw out there. Um, yeah. And I'm I was excited to see some of the stuff that we did where we handed that ball off to Jarvis on that on that goal line jet sweep. You know where Jar- yeah. Jarvis ran that touchdown in because yeah. that. Now that we have that on film, as we hand it off to Jarvis, now they've got to honor that that pre-snap motion and follow yeah. the follow a defender with him, and we could build off of that kind of. And kind they of also message. they also have to they also have to defend against Mayfield running, uh, yeah, making a making a quarterback sneak on the one yard line and fumbling the ball away. <laughs> they got to they got to watch for that. <laughs> it's true. That did, was a game loser. Did it make you nervous whenever Stefanski put the ball in Baker's hands to secure that third and two run? And yeah, yeah, it's a, I, I don't, I don't think that they. It's probably a good idea to let him run that much. I, I don't, you know, he once in a while he'll go and run the run for five yards and 
make a go around the end and get the first down, but uh, he's he's not a Jackson, you know. <laughs> so, you know, the, for as far as a quarterback running, and then, uh, when you have a quarterback that runs, that's a that's a real advantage because these other these defenses are not geared to catch a quarterback running. You know, it's a it's it's a it's a good a good thing. You know, you got that's that's like having the twelfth man. <laughs> yeah, Baker Baker is just fast enough that you can he can use it to get out of a situation and you can use it in a short yardage um kind of sprint out like they did and it was blocked yeah. really well. Um but he's he's certainly not a dynamic athlete that's gonna make anybody miss. Um are you gonna watch you watch the game this this week with your, your neighbor Jack who lives across the street and he's a Steelers <laughs> fan. Are you gonna dare yeah. to watch it again with him or is he <laughs> Well, I'm gonna. Well, I had him over here because it was not on that. It was not on local TV. See, I got the I got the Sunday package. Oh, know? so you had sympathy on the enemy? And, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, I I felt sorry for him because I know I know he's a Arvid Steelers fan. So, uh, Arvid Steelers fan. So I said, well, come on over and watch the game because I know he had to go someplace else the sports bar or something if he was going to look at it and watch the game. You know, the next week I don't know. I have to. I don't that, know. Hey, hey, that one's on national TV, so he's on his own. He's, yeah, he'll be, he'll, it'll be local TV to, yeah. yeah, because only three games. Yeah, yeah, so that'll be on NBC. The next question yeah. is: the kickoff is at eight fifteen your time. Are you going to stay yeah. awake to watch the whole thing? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I just don't think I could probably. I I don't think I could go to sleep on that game. I just have to stay awake. I know you're apt to, to stop at halftime and finish games in the evening the next day. I love it. Yeah, it's great. I love I loved that. Sometimes I <laughs> sometimes sometimes I watch the first quarter and then turn it off and get up in the morning, have my coffee and turn the game on and, and watch the rest of the game. Well that's that's what I, I love. You watch more football than a lot of people because <laughs> all the national T V games are recorded on your D V R and you just watch them whenever you want to. Uh, yeah, it, it's great because, you know, for a long time, even years ago, I used to I used to turn the Browns game on about an hour and a half after it started. And just to go just to, uh, after I was at the recording on and I get through all these commercials and zip through everything, you know, and, uh, and I couldn't get through the whole game if I only waited. Uh, if I got it a half hour and a half after the game started. I couldn't get through the whole game on the on the recording without watching the watching it live, but it was really helps a lot. Yeah, it does. You don't have to see all those bullcrap ads. I, re- yeah. I respect it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, your neighbor, Grandpa, is uh, is he does he hang in his Steelers flag up in front of his house? And do you have your, yeah, your yeah, Browns so flag it, out? It, yeah, yeah, it's a small one. I was gonna look, uh, last year. I. I, I took his flag down and took my Browns flag and stuck it on his on his because <laughs> <laughs> he he cuts grass you know so I I, I I I called his wife Betty I said let me know when he's when he's out gone so I can switch the flags around. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, awesome. Maybe I'll uh, if I get a chance. I you should do, you should do that again this week. I think I think yeah. that would be that would be great. Take a picture of it for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah if, I, if I get a chance, I'm going to do it again too. <laughs> well, send us a picture of that. How are you feeling about this game, Grandpa? I know you're nervous about playing the Steelers for a second time. Um, do you have a prediction for me 
Uh, do you think we can win this? I mean, obviously making the playoffs is great, but you're trying to win some football games. The, the Browns can always rise to the occasion. All they got to do is bring their A game, and as long as they don't keep running and shoved to death when they, they these guys are keying on them and trying to punch it into a, a solid line, you know, you know they got the they got uh, Hampton. Uh, they got this. They never played as Johnson, you know. And I always say, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna take Chubb and punch him into the line all the time, all the time, you know, let, let him go out a couple of yards past the line and throw the ball. Let him let him get the yards. Let him get the, the yards on the ground. You know. Yeah. I, so is that what you want to see? You want to see us uh, throwing the ball to the running backs a little more, maybe in this game, instead of trying to run it right up the middle if it's not working? I, oh yeah, definitely. Not a bad I, idea. Huh? That's I, I think that's a pretty good idea. I'm not gonna lie. They're gonna be they're <laughs> gonna be rushing so hard and so fast. Um, sure. We can just get right behind that defensive line, throw the ball to Nick, yep, have some yep, room to yep. operate. Yeah, well, it's, you got to you got to be a little innovative with you know you you just can't have a vanilla offense you know I mean the Browns used to have a they used to have a run run pass punt offense you know <laughs> and that's that every every time they had the ball yeah you know so you knew damn well what they were going to do and they they couldn't run the ball they tried it twice oh, twice and then they threw a pass and it was it was incomplete and then they punted. You know, and, uh, it's just like you know, I was I was saying about that Baker Mayfield going doing that that uh, thing that uh, two one yard one yard fourth it was fourth and one. Yeah, when he fumbled against everybody the Jets. in the whole damn country, they were knew damn well what the hell they were going to do. For God's sakes, how how stupid! They should have tried something different. Uh, I mean, that was the second time in that game he did that. You know. And uh, I, yeah, they, I would I would argue that it worked. He just needs to hold on to the football. <laughs> well, that would help, you know. But, <laughs> that would help. But uh, I, I'm a, I'm a great. You know, when they get down there, I'm a great one through uh, play acting stuff. I, you know, you always have you always get a couple of receivers out in the corners there, and usually they they get isolated. You know. And I, I, I just like that. I just punch it into the line all the time. You know, it gets, gets old. It, it gets old. It does. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're going to see a good game. <clears throat> well, I think we're going to see. Now, a good I don't game know. Too. Do you, I mean, it's a, think, it, it's a divisional game. Any anything can happen, like any other divisional game, and it's the oh, playoffs, yeah. so anything can do, happen. You just got to get you think, there. You think Big Ben will play? Oh yeah, Big Ben oh, will yeah. play for sure. That's why they sat him this week. Yeah, you know, you know, they don't miss a beat when they got uh, 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 Rudolph in there. I mean, this guy threw he was, some. Damn. He was good. He was really he good was this good. week. I'm kind of excited to see. He was really <laughs> good. Ben back. I mean, I don't, I don't want to play against a guy who's completing long <laughs> bombs on us like that, which, he, Big, which ben Big Ben can't do. Big Ben couldn't make those throws that Mason Rudolph yeah. made. That's what's going to be interesting. Their offense is going to look different this week. Uh, with Roethlisberger yeah. back in there, so we'll we'll see if our defense is more apt to to, yeah. to make big stops there. We're also yeah. probably going to have uh, Denzel Ward back, BJ Goodson well, back, and some of those I other sure defenders. Yeah. yeah, I sure as hell hope we get him back because he didn't. He was out last week. 
he's he's missed several games because it is COVID ready. Ward did, and, and, you know, and uh, uh, let's see, who else? Uh, who else uh, what's his? We had a Harrison, Harrison Bryant, um, and uh, de- a couple linebackers. Yeah, on defense, we've got a couple linebackers out right now. Yeah, well, but. It will certainly be fun. Hey, Grandpa, uh, the Browns exceeded your expectations this year. I uh, I think you, <laughs> you you picked them to have like eight eight wins or I thought it was seven seven yeah. wins. Yeah, they. <laughs> I I I don't know. I think at the at the most I think they were eight and eight. I don't think I don't think I I may have said eight and eight. I don't I know it was any more not more than that. Yeah, I figured that was I figured I couldn't couldn't hope for too much more. Well, you just must be overjoyed now, considering um, how how far they exceeded those expectations. Oh, listen, they exceeded my expectations a long way. I am just, I am just so pleased that they with the with the with the season they've had, and uh, by God, they 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 did everything right. You know, the the big thing I got against them is. I always say a good team will win a lot of games, and if they lose, they lose by a couple of points. You know, uh, they, uh, the Browns will win a big, they win a game, and then they'll get blown out of the stadium. I, I don't, you know, I don't think that that doesn't bode well for a a, a real tough team. Uh, and I, I just don't think that a good team would get get blown out of a game by thirty points. Yeah, we did. We did get blown out a lot earlier in this year, specifically in our losses to the Ravens and the Steelers, um, and the Jets, <laughs> and the Jets. Yeah, I guess we did get blown out by the Jets, didn't we? We had a, we had a chance. Not to really. Tie it. We we lost by eight, right? Um, yeah, it'll certainly be exciting, and we're gonna want to hear from you on Sunday, regardless of what happens. Yeah, we're we're yeah. Gonna, we're gonna call you at midnight your time, right after the game. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I hope we have a I hope we have a bearded toast. <laughs> oh, I will definitely have a bearded toast, Grandpa. <laughs> if we win this game, I'll I'll have a beer. I'll have a short one. We'll do we'll do whatever it takes. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> All right, let's go. Sounds good. Well, we'll talk to you later. Okay, guys. Thanks for calling. See you, Grandpa. See ya. <laughs> I really hope Grandpa actually takes us up on that offer. And he goes and replaces Jack's Steelers flag. Tiny, minuscule, miniature Steelers flag that Grandpa made abundantly clear. And <laughs> and he puts a big Browns flag in that, and he takes a picture of it for us because that would be hilarious. That'd be the first picture text you ever got from Grandpa. Is he capable? Is, is that picture? <laughs> maybe, maybe the only one we ever get from Grandpa because these aren't coming hot and heavy. Yeah, uh, I've sent him multiple pictures of my kids and stuff because I figured he'd enjoy them, and I'm not sure if he's ever opened the text. Like, I really don't know. Never seen well, a response. Well, next, next, time we're, next time we're down there, we should leave it. We should put, like, read receipts on on his phone. Yeah. So he can know if he actually opens it or not. That's a great idea. Well, honestly, though, like, you don't have to do anything to see a picture if you send it to him on his iPhone. Like, you know, he saw it. it. He saw it. Um, yeah, it might I, be small enough though, where he's like, "What the hell is this?" And he like <laughs> swipes away. Yeah, like it's like, why isn't the full screen? Yeah, <laughs> but maybe I'll accidentally touch on it sometime, and it'll be big. Um, I uh, 
He'll like see it and then want to get it bigger and not know how to go find it. He's like, like yeah. wait, where'd that go? Where's yeah. the maximize button? <laughs> yeah. um, Just speaking commands to it, which actually might work. Yeah, <laughs> it's that intuitive. Um, yeah, Grandpa was excited. Um, I hope he does that with Jack. Um, I Grandpa really wants to see some more Darnish Johnson. That's what, that is of the all, one. That's the one thing I took away from our, that conversation. Our third string running back of all the things that we could. I mean, I can't blame Darnish Johnson's probably average. He's looked good. <laughs> like I think Darnish Johnson could like do some good things. Yes, for sure. In our offense, if he had to have carries. Yeah, I don't have a problem with Darnish Johnson by any stretch of the imagination. I'm but, not pushing for more to Ernest Johnson. I don't think that's the ticket for us to win. But it's a nice, fresh take. It's just... <laughs> I haven't heard anybody else push for Ernest Johnson. On Brown's Twitter, I haven't heard one person say that, and I love giving the nice, fresh ones for all our listeners. You know what point came up on that conversation with Grandpa that I do appreciate? Matthew, you asked the question, like, or you made the comment, like, how much better it will actually feel to beat the Steelers. It, like, feels like, since we're playing the Steelers, it's like an added level of like oh it's gonna feel it's gonna feel so good like either way like like either way like it's gonna be really painful if we lose and it's gonna be like orgasmic if we win like it is just gonna be yeah and you take that to next year like if you lose like you've got that axe to grind like it's it's one more thing it's Ooh. Oh, it's gonna be great, and it's like, like I said and earlier, it's getting ben, a monkey off your back. Like it would yeah. just be so good to beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh in a playoff game, and that would have made we beat the Steelers twice this year because we've kind of jumped over it. We actually beat the Steelers this week. Yes, we did. Well, the Steelers, we beat an amount of Steelers players that were on the field, and it's basically the same Steelers team we beat last year. When Miles Garrett was suspended yes. for the final six games. With an amount of Browns players that were also on the field. But let it be known that since Baker Mayfield has been our starting quarterback, the Steelers have never won in First Energy Stadium. So there's something to be said Look about at that. that. Look I at w- that. I wish we were playing in First Energy Stadium. <laughs> yeah. <isn't it? laughs> yep. Very true. Maybe if we had to beat the Jets and they had a loss to the Colts, it would have been great. Um, yeah, so this game was fantastic. I mean, obviously, we were playing uh, against a depleted a little strong. Steelers team. A little strong. The outcome was fantastic. The outcome I don't was know fantastic. if the game and the process was fantastic. But this but. game didn't need to be fantastic. Like it, we just, it had to be down and dirty. We just needed to get it done. Exactly. And, and we did. There was, um, I'm not going to lie, Mason Rudolph um, showed out and showed off. He had a ton of really good throws down the field, and those wide receivers did what those wide receivers can do and catch the ball at the – in contested catches. It did feel like there was about four pretty insane passing plays. And you take in, those four away, and we dominated the Steelers. Even a couple of them, and it's a completely different situation. I felt pretty they, confident about this game the entire time. They it, felt like 50-50 balls that all went their way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, we're, if we're being honest on a, num- on a number of those. And so I don't feel that terrible about it, especially knowing that going forward, Ben's not pushing that ball down the field like Mason Rudolph is. So. Well, he did, though, for them to get back in the last game. And there was rumors that like he wasn't listening to the play calls and was calling his own plays. And like there's all kinds of things going on. In that second half that. of the last game, that Roethlisberger was calling his own shots, and that's why they were throwing deeper downfield and stuff to get back in that game against the Colts. And so I'm actually really interested to see what the passing game looks like for the Steelers this week because I think there's a chance that they do try to push it down the field with – Roethlisberger instead of just sticking with the like safer more conservative um you know dink and dunk type 
passing game that they've had. They still couldn't run the ball. I mean, we we didn't have two of our you know two of our linebackers in this game, and they still couldn't run the ball. No, Steelers Steelers can't run the ball worth crap. That offensive line, which has not been as good the last couple years as it has been in the last decade, um, is missing some pieces. They they don't have the same caliber of running back. Like James Conner just isn't as good as Le'Veon Bell and the uh, the backs before him. Um, they can't run. The, I'm not worried about them running the ball. If we if they don't aren't able to push the ball down the field, if we have a, a fuller complement of secondary players, this is a more interesting matchup. If we're not having to play Robert Jackson, although to defend Robert Jackson, he was in position. He just wasn't able to make the play. Not so like, every time, but he did make the play a few times. Like I was pretty impressed with Robert Jackson's performance, honestly. Um, he, I, he he looked like a guy who hasn't gotten a lot of reps, hasn't played a lot of football. Like physically, he was able to be there and just like wasn't quite as sharp. If Robert Jackson has to play, I would imagine he's going to be better this this next year if he gets some or this next week if he gets some run with the ones right. in practice. Legitimate question. Because we saw some social media action from Greedy Williams after the game. Between the two, if one of them's got to play a significant number of snaps in this playoff game, do you want Robert Jackson playing or do you want Greedy Williams playing? I think it's I've, it's got to be Robert Jackson, right? Like, like we didn't see anything from Greedy last year that would suggest that he could just walk out there and do it, right? Right. That's the issue. And is he hasn't he... he hasn't been playing game speed reps. Like yeah. like it's got to be Robert Jackson. As much as the story is great and like we've missed Greedy's presence this year as like another body in the secondary, Robert Jackson has to be more equipped at this moment to play really important snaps for this team than Greedy just walking off the well, sideline. I, and... I don't know that we've actually missed Greedy. We've missed the ability to see if Greedy could grow into a good quarter cornerback. Like it's not like it's not like he's ever really done that much. I mean I I've missed I would love to be able to roll out Greedy and Terrence Mitchell with Kevin Johnson in the slot when Denzel Ward is hurt, for example. Like Yes. Like that would be great. When MJ Stewart is not having to play a bunch of snaps that's great. Or Tavier Thomas not playing slots on the snap. Like, we missed Greedy as an option. I don't know that uh-huh. he was offering us that much. And that's why it's it's got to be Robert Jackson. If he can play, great. See what he can do in practice. Slot him in in the depth chart accordingly wherever he fits. I'm not going to be upset if Greedy doesn't see a snap. I think it's hilarious that he just like jumped on the bandwagon. I was like, all right, I'm ready to go. Let's do this. <laughs> it is it is funny. I also feel bad for the guy because I, I believe that he genuinely like wanted to do everything he could to play this year and is dealing with an injury. But it's like, ah oh, man, like four weeks ago, great. Sign me up. Like get him working in the rotation. Like let's get him for the playoffs. Yeah. Oh man! No, this week, absolutely. no thanks. But hey, All right. maybe Greedy plays this week. We win. Plays a little more next week. We win. Greedy's gonna be starting in the Super Bowl. It's gonna be Super awesome. Bowl MVP. Greedy Williams. <laughs> Four interceptions. <laughs> Love it. Um, All right. So I want steals the this, comeback player this... of the year from Alex Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Can you win comeback player of the year if you're like? <laughs> Missed the early part of the season. It's all back. in this year. 
<laughs> or would he only be eligible for next season? I think it would only be next season. But what actually, this is a, this is a really good point Poor that you Alex bring up, Smith. Michael. What would have to happen for a player to steal comeback player of their year from Alex Smith? There's nothing that can be done. I don't think it's possible. <laughs> I don't think it's possible. Everybody's oh. I do love the story. It's a great one. All right, so this this entire podcast is going to like, be... I think, like, Ryan Shazier could come back and play, like, good snaps <laughs> for the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Muhammad Masakwa with one arm. <laughs> just, that... like, just, like, <laughs> taking good, good reps for the Browns. <laughs> this is what it would take. These are two... You've laid out two legitimate options. Um, We're also getting good takes from Matthew for once because he's five beers in when we started the podcast tonight. Yeah, we should just procrastinate more. Um, so, here, I got a, I got a question for you guys. This this entire podcast is going to be looking um, at this prior game and looking forward to the next game. Um, what in this game that happened last week is the most troubling thing to you projecting to next week, Sunday night, um, for the playoffs? The most troubling. That's a very negative way to look at this whole thing. Um, well, but like I mean, you were you were just saying that we did not coast in this game, and we were playing a bunch of Steelers backups. There's troubling things to be had. I think the most troubling thing is Vernon's injury. I mean, the fact he's played so well down the stretch. Mm-hmm. To not have him the rest of the way, we don't have great depth. We haven't played great depth at that position, and I don't know why that is. Claiborne and Port Augustine played pretty well earlier in the season, have not been playing very much. Um, not having Olivier Vernon, it's going to be hard. Like, we're going to have to play Claiborne. We're probably going to have to move Garrett to the to the other side of the line because Claiborne only rushes from the right, as we've talked about earlier in this podcast. Um, it's going to disrupt our defensive line. Um, that's fair. There wasn't anything I saw on the field against the Steelers this week that um, has me concerned. I didn't feel like there was particular matchups that we were exploited on. Those those big plays that kept things going, I think are going to be are going to fall more in the you know those fifty fifty plays you mentioned are going to fall more in our favor over the course of you know more more reps. And I honestly. I felt like it was a conservative game plan from the coaching staff. I mentioned this to Grandpa when on the call earlier, that it seemed to me that Stefanski wasn't revealing his hand. He he kind of alluded to that in his press conference today, where he he I said he said it, that so he, he was um, he was aware that that was a very real possibility yeah. that he would play the Steelers in back to back weeks. Which, so that's a I, delicate balance. You, you have to, to be aware. To try to... So I don't think they were trying to put the pedal to the metal in the game this past week, and so I it makes me optimistic for what is in store because I do know how good of game planners this coaching staff is, and you know that's one thing I will bring up. You mentioned the absence of Vernon. I think the absence. I think almost guaranteed of bill callahan mm-hmm. could be really really significant yes because, well, because i do last week that's what i was going to say was my the offensive lines performance was not nearly to the level that i think it needs to be to face once we ha- are facing a fully stacked defensive line from steelers well not fully but they don't have hayward or but uh, they'll I, have hayward right they'll have hayward but they won't have i mean bud dupree's hurt they want bud dupree that's what i'm gonna say um 
And so I think that the the potential absence of Bill Callahan um, it has a, could be a really significant impact on this game. I think that um, we had some really big running plays, but we didn't lean on the run a ton in this game. I mean, Nick Chubb only had 14 rushes, um, which seems abnormal in a game like this where we'd want to be running the clock out. And I think that comes down to like game plan and you know not wanting to um, reveal what we want to do too much. I do think um, that it'll be interesting to see how this plays out this this next week. But um, Callahan would be the one thing that I, if I had to point to something that I'm concerned about, it's the absence of Bill Callahan. Yeah, I uh, did. You guys see that? I didn't. I just read a glancing headline about it but that um jc treader was going to be participating in all the coaching offensive line like all the coaching meetings throughout this week um as like a stand-in stand-in for the offensive line in the absence of bill callahan well it makes sense i mean they're all remote meetings yeah so it's just that they're having another like head in the i i haven't i didn't see that or have heard that but that i mean that makes some sense I see this. And especially um, a player like Treader, who is so smart, so on top of everything, and the head of our offensive line. Um, I, I see this on a website called clutchpoints.com. And that's the only. Super legitimate. That's, that's the only hit that I see. But, I mean, that's great. I mean, it's playoffs. You do whatever you need to do to win the next game. I'm su- that's my, that's kind of, that's a question I want to throw out there. Like what are you expecting to see from the game plan? Like what are you expecting like so we had this game against the Steelers this past week. We won. We did what we needed to. We squeaked it out. We made the playoffs. But now we're playing the exact same team this next week. What do you expect to see that will be different heading into this playoff game? So I I expect us to do a couple things that we have either alluded to or or haven't kind of featured. I I think we're going to see a, a number of screen passes that were maybe set up in the first first matchup that, that didn't get touched on. <clears throat> I mean, I talked about it with Grandpa. Like, I love that we actually handed the ball to Jarvis on that pre-snap motion. Like, I don't think that's a super productive play. It worked for us there, but it makes them be honest there. Well, they bring and, Landry and the, in motion in a lot of plays. And the better, yeah. but, but like the bigger, better play is get the defense to bite on the Landry motion and then you build off of it onto something else, you know? So so I love that we got a touchdown on a Landry, like, jet sweep motion. Sure. Force them to play it honestly, and then we can build off of that. Um, we have not thrown the ball in rhythm to Kareem Hunt, like, in the flat, um, in either kind of like a, like a screen action or – or otherwise, in a couple weeks, I would be interested to see that. I think that's super effective for us, especially against the Steelers if they're rushing their guys off the edge hard. Mm-hmm. And you got T.J. Watt, you got Alex Highsmith. Make those well, guys be honest. Well, Grandpa knew what he was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, he said he I wanted mean, to get the ball to our running backs. Throw well, it to him. He wants to get it to Dernish Johnson, which is interesting. But... <laughs> Um, no, yeah, I mean, but it's got to be it's got to be something creative because the first time we played the Steelers, we they are a head full of steam running at the point of attack. There is no they're not worried about setting the edge in any way, and we have to take advantage of it. Whether it be those jet sweeps, whether it be motions in the backfield from jet sweeps from shotgun, 
or anything like that, we have to take advantage of it in the For, flats. Force those edge guys to to think for a second, make a decision, take advantage of their aggression. They have to play with integrity. They're, they're aggressive. Yeah. Either run straight up the middle, keep them out if they're lining up wide, or if they're crashing down, get it get it out to the flats quick. Which uh, I think we're built we, we're built to be able to do. We are built to do it, and we haven't done it a whole lot this season. We've actually done it less than I've expected. So I'm interested to see if that gets incorporated into things. Yeah. No, absolutely. I want to see from some of our best games, like some really creative, I've seen our offensive um, play calling be very creative, like in the Dallas game. Super fun. Um, and I feel like if you're not going to pull out stops for a game like this, you're, you're not going to win. And I think we're going to pull out a lot of interesting play calls um, exactly like you're alluding to setting up for things that we're going to play in this game. And I think we're going to have to, we're going to have to get big chunk plays um, to be able to win. But I'm, I'm excited about what Stefanski is going to do. Cause this is really going to show Stefanski's play calling chops in a playoff game a week after you played the exact same opponent. Well, like, I don't know if there's a bigger challenge for an offensive play caller than that. Exactly. Well, it's, it's such a hard game to go into week 17 to, to know that you need to win first and foremost, but you don't want to show everything that you have, like your most creative stuff. Maybe it's tough, but it's why I was glad that we jumped ahead and got that early touchdown and kind of could play from ahead and have like some control of the game. That way we could determine how much we needed to like use. And we largely controlled this game, right? Like it ended up being a two point game, but at one point in the fourth quarter, we were up 24 to nine. Like, and they scrapped and clawed back, hit a few big plays, like, ended up making it close. And it got really close. I mean, yeah, no, two point like, conversion attempt. I but we, like, largely controlled this game. this game. There's there's a narrative that if if they miss a couple plays, we win this game by two, three scores. Cleveland Browns took care of business. Uh oh, look out, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. Um, Chase Claypool and- <laughs> doesn't happen. And he might be hurt. He was, he was a hobbling. I'd be interested to know what his what he's dealing with, what his status is. He was hobbling after a couple of those catches. Yeah, well, and I'll be interested to know what Steelers offense we're going to get with Big Ben. Like, Big Ben has been a completely different quarterback from week to week. It just depends on which Big Ben you're going to get. He seemingly can't throw the ball down the field, except for at the very end of games. And he can't throw super accurately, and the wide receivers have had problems with drops. So, I mean, there's a window that we – definitively win this game depending on how the Steelers offense plays um, and I'm really interested to see what sort of we've been talking mostly about offense and like what type of things we're going to see from the offense you're bringing up Big Ben and it's making me think more about the defense and how we're going to play them um, it seems like a tall task for Joe Woods that we're going to have we had Jacob Phillips I think played Mike a good portion of this game he played did. middle linebacker yep. which has not been the case throughout most of the season. He played well, he had 8 tackles. I thought he did play well. He graded fairly well. He was in the 60s from PFF and was ridiculous um you know from a tackling perspective and I think he was pretty good in coverage too um from a, just looking at the PFF grades. Yeah, he has 66.8. He was our sixth highest graded player. I mean, PFF. it he popped on a handful of those plays um i was really impressed but then you've got bj goodson probably coming back you've got malcolm smith coming back do we resort to kind of like what that uh rotation has been throughout the season or do you try to 
use the athleticism um, of a Jacob Phillips and kind of give him a heavier dose. Like, I'm really interested to see what they do at linebacker there, and I'm interested to see what they scheme up but on the can't, defensive but, line from but a can't pressure standpoint. Can't you put Phillips at that weak side linebacker spot, leave Goodson at, um, at Mike? And leave Mac and off the Mac field Wilson entirely. At home? Yeah, yes. and leave Mac Wilson. I mean, in that yeah. game, I like hope so. Phillips, Phillips made more. Mac Wilson missed more tackles than Jacob Phillips made. Like, like Mac Wilson had was credited for three missed tackles, which is like absolutely insane that you're even seeing the field from a linebacker getting it's, credited with three missed tackles. Like, yeah, I I I love the dude's like intensity. I love his intent. Well, he's the Andrew Sandejo of linebackers. I'm, yeah, I mean, like he it, just he just doesn't have it, and it's yeah. He wants it super bad. He tries really hard. He's just not fully there. Like it's just not he there. He just can't. The guy doesn't have it. Um, yeah, I'm super interested, especially without Olivier Vernon, what we're gonna do on a defensive line front to be able to create pressure. Because if Miles isn't like we don't have Olivier. So, like, you alluded to this earlier, actually, that, like, Miles is going to have to be on the opposite side of the line because Adrian Claiborne's going to be playing a lot and Port Augustine's going to be, like, what Port Augustine are we going to see this Sunday? Um, but if we can't figure out a way to get pressure, because um, they're not going to be able to run the ball, so more than likely, they're just going to be throwing the ball. So we have to get pressure. If we get sacks in this game, we'll be able to stunt drives and completely stunt their offense. Well, and with what you were talking about before – with what offense are we going to see from the Steelers? Big Ben this season has been getting the ball out faster than any quarterback in the league. Like there hasn't been an opportunity to really get pressure and get home. Mm-hmm. Right. He's getting rid of the ball. In something like two, 2.5 seconds. Um, whatever it is. It's a scheme. We, it's scheme dependent. We, because we've they don't have a good we've got to get that push just to get a disruption. Like we're not going to be probably be able to get home unless they're trying to go d- down the field. So, do we have to bring a, a blitz to, to get home? Mac Wilson maybe could do that. I don't know. Leave um, him home. Don't even leave, risk leave, it. Leave him at home. Um, it'll be interesting to see. And that messes somewhat probably with our kind of our third down package. I mean, we've seen in recent weeks where we've got Claiborne, Garrett, and Vernon on the field uh, more often than not in those like long passing situations where Claiborne drops inside, which has been really interesting. Do we – keep going to that with Gustin on the opposite side or do we keep the two defensive tackles in there and trust um, Richardson and Okunjobi to get interior pressure? Yeah. Good I think, questions. I think there's some interesting questions, just not, not having Vernon around and uh, we will have our full complement of safeties for the first time in a long time. I'm so glad to have Ronnie Harrison back there. It makes me feel so much more comfortable with our defense whenever he's on the field. Absolutely. Okay, so one of the things that we haven't talked about yet, we alluded to it, but Olivier Vernon's um, Achilles injury. How unfortunate is it to have two players on your team, two important players on your team, go down with an Achilles? An uncommon injury. Um, So Olivier is going to be out for like 9 to 12 months, something like that. I, t- I hate it for him, like that it happens in the last game of the year, the, like the timeline. The in timing a for him last... is absolutely terrible when he was playing the best. Um, 
I wonder what I wonder what his market's going to be like, like as a well, free agent. Like, well, that's what I wonder. The Browns are going to have the best information on him. With these Achilles injuries, oftentimes you're you're not the same the next year. It's like that second year that you like get back to to what you were. So I wonder is you there sign him on a one or two year deal? Is there an something? opportunity for for uh, keep him in the building? Give him a, a way reduced salary in the first year. Give him like a two year deal, essentially at a reduced rate. Second year's full of incentives, where it just he, sucks he can win for him. It really back. sucks for him. He had an opportunity to get one one more big contract. I mean, the guy's and 30. he was set up for yeah. it. And right, it's, he's thirty years old. It's he's just not going to get anything. It's a shit draw. Like, he's not going to get anything. Yeah. But There's could, a bunch of pass rushers actually. I was looking at it. Could work like, out really well for the Browns, unfortunately. You know, they could they could get him on a really yeah. significant discount potentially. You know, I expect them not to be quick movers on that and for Vernon to kind of test the waters and then kind of circle back. He is he is physically impressive, physically athletic, takes care of his body. He it would not shock me if Olivier Vernon is back playing football in the shorter element of but, that I mean, like who's recovery gonna, time. But who's he's going to sign a free agent that's, that's not going to play next year, most likely. Well, if it's nine months, I think, he'll, he'll I be think back it's by within the, start the realm of, the of possibility for him to play next year. I At some point. I think Greedy's already like jogging. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, you mean, you mean Delpit? Delpit, Delpit yeah. sorry. Not Greedy. They both went to LSU. They're both I think Delpit's already event. jogging. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's not impossible. I mean, Terrell Suggs did it uh, at a similar position. Um, it's not impossible. You never know with these kind of recoveries. Who knows how bad the the Achilles rupture is? I mean, I, I'm just thinking about it sitting here. It sounds like the worst. It sounds like the worst injury I could possibly imagine. I found it interesting that it was a torn Achilles based on his reaction. I've I've heard from people who've done it that it's shocking more than painful. Like like you're surprised and you're confused more than like it, it feeling my Achilles right now. It feels like it would be unbelievably painful to, yeah, to they, rupture it. They but say I've you heard rupture that, it and you feel it like up in your calf. More yeah, than you and you're just like, like confused. And maybe that's maybe that's adrenaline. Maybe you're in shock. Like I don't know, but I mean, he seemed okay. I, could you imagine the force <laughs> that it would take? Well, speaking of force, to rip that thing in did half. Did you see what happened to DeAndre Baker, the Chiefs' cornerback? No. The, Kid out of Georgia, was on the Giants, yeah, yeah, got into trouble, yeah. was a cornerback for the Chiefs now. Broke his femur on a non-contact injury. Was running down the field, lost his balance, took a wrong snap, snapped his femur. He didn't drink enough milk. Freaking nuts. If you've got the stomach for it, watch that video. You see all of it? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's off to the corner of the screen. The, the, speaking of force, the amount of force it would take to snap your femur on a non-contact injury. Yeah. Just unreal. I, yeah, I could not, could not imagine. I've never actually heard of that. I didn't know that was possible to break your femur on a non-contact play. Man, that's brutal. Um, 
you know what? I think this is the time. I think I'm going to do it. Speaking, speaking, speaking of, brutal. of brutal. Exactly. Speaking of brutal, um, this year, you know, you guys know, you listen to the podcast week after week after week, we pick the lines um, of the primetime NFL games, and we keep track of who has the best record throughout the season, and we compete. We're brothers. We compete against each other. Um, and this year was my year. Uh, 2020 was not the year for a lot of people, but this year it was the year for me um, because I came out victorious and I beat both Michael and Matthew. You know, it's a really off year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, See, offhanded comments like that from Michael (laughs) is the exact reason why this segment is happening. Um, Because this year I beat both of your guys' sorry asses. This is the first year you've won, right? It oh, is yes. the first year we've had. You, you've won two. I've won one, and now Mart has. Yeah, there we go. Off the and, uh, let it be known that before we started recording the podcast, Michael made some. Uh, I'm also going to say a sorry attempt to try to continue the lines into the playoffs because Listen, he was so butthurt. That was our production was, meeting. That was our production <laughs> meeting. He was so butthurt about losing. He tried to put it to a vote that we wouldn't end at the end of the regular season. Listen, and if we I would really, keep going. Listen, if I really wanted to make that happen, I could have made that happen. I put it to a conversation, and we we voted against it. Well, so, listen, well, I was very democratic in the way in which I approached the situation. Yeah, well, so when, don't misrepresent that. Well, when two people are losers and one person won, and you throw it to a democratic vote, it uh, is very easy for the majority to ostracize the minority. Um that's why we don't have a true democracy, folks, because um, that's a bad system of governance. Um, but anyway, well, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Mark's Victory Lap. It's a segment that I would like um, for us all to engage in, and it is where I straight up gloat about my victory. No, no, no. This isn't your time, Michael. Don't speak. No, um, I was going to support you, actually, but <laughs> I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't do that now. Still, no, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Um, this is a time where I gloat about my accomplishments, uh, primarily being that I beat both of my brothers in the picking of the lines throughout the entire season. But I'm also going to throw in that we participated in an annual fantasy league, of which I also was the champion of the fantasy league. So it's not just both Michael and Matthew. It is actually 10 other people who are involved. And I came out victorious in that league as well. And no, a lot of firsts for people. Mark. But yeah. Right. No, it was 11 others. Is 11 others? Well, no, I mean... 10 I, others. There's a 12-team league. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got it. I'm um, following nine. Um, oh, yeah, nine others because of me. Um, that's totally fair. Um, and so, you know what? I was We were watching the game last night, and I had an epiphany. Um, uh, uh, in junction with, our, with my victory lap, there was an episode of the podcast a couple weeks ago, or a couple months ago, actually, um, where I was dragged through the mud by Michael and Matthew. I was just (laughs) ruthlessly dragged in a way that I shouldn't have been, an unfair way. And I'm going to play a clip for you guys, and I know you're going to be shocked. You're going to be shocked about the things that are said, but um, I just want you... What date is this from? Okay, um, this is from October 13th. Um, So this was the week that we were going in. um, This was probably like week five or six. Week five or six, I think we were playing. uh, It was the week after the Colts game. We were going into the Steelers game, and we were picking the lines like we do. Um, and the Bills-Titans game was a line that was coming up. And this is just a short clip for, for your uh, listening pleasure. 
keep I, burying yourself no. further. That's fine. Go That's with fair. the Titans. I, that works. I just want to. I want to comment. I trust Josh Allen, Josh Allen with my whole life, <laughs> with everything, every fiber of my being. I trust. Josh Seems Allen. irresponsible. He is. He wins, man. He cares and he wins. Um, I'm no never taking investing advice from from Mark. No matter what. Nope. Never. Can't do it. <laughs> Mark um, loves the volatility. <laughs> you betcha. Hey, speaking of, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't own Bitcoin, <laughs> you, you should absolutely buy some Bitcoin. All right. So so there's a couple. <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there. There is. You're absolutely right. There is a lot to unpack here, but it's Mark's victory lap, so we're going to go for it. There's two things talked about. First of all, it was Josh Allen, the quarterback who is in the running for the MVP vote right now. There's three quarterbacks talked about. Two of them are the best quarterbacks we've ever seen play the game. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, because Patrick Mahomes is always involved in the MVP debate. Um, he's definitely the most valuable player on any team you would ever see. But Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen. There are three quarterbacks all lumped into the exact same conversation for who is going to be the most valuable player in the year of 2020. On October 13th, I said I would trust Josh Allen with my entire life. I was ridiculed and shamed by the both. <laughs> I'm just I'm being. Excessive. I'm just glad you're taking your victory lap now because you're not going to have much more window to take it. So you know, keep going, keep going. Um, Josh Allen has been immaculate throughout this season. He has had a fantastic season. Somehow he's overcome his inability to pass accurately, having Stephon Diggs on his team. Um, and I have to say, if you're going to trust a quarterback in the NFL with your life, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers are good quarterbacks to trust. So I'm going to say that if you had have invested in Josh Allen on October 13th, 2020, you would have fantastic returns. You would have top shelf returns if you're going to take investment advice from anybody. Um, the other thing that we talked about in there was, well, what, what, what is Bitcoin? And it was on, on October 13th. Um, you're welcome, listeners, because, uh, and Michael and Matthew, on October 13th. Because um, uh, you know I, we don't listen. I believe was the day that Michael said, and I quote, I am never taking investing advice from Mark. And then uh, Matthew responded to that quote, no, never. Um, <laughs> and then right after that, I proceeded to give the dear listeners of our podcast, I love y'all, um, I gave them some investing advice to invest in Bitcoin. Um, I told them you should invest in Bitcoin. That was on um, October 13th. The price of Bitcoin was $11,428. Today, as we're sitting on January 4th, the price of Bitcoin is $32,562. So if one of our dear listeners listened to my advice, uh, Michael and Matthew didn't, and they invested $100 in Bitcoin, they would have $284 right now. If they invested $1,000, $2,840. they invested $10,000, yeah, $20,840. Yeah, $10,840. Yeah. I don't think you did that quite. I don't think, I don't you, think, I don't I think did you did that quite right. right. You you got you got a little flustered. I got in, a little flustered. I, I, should, I shouldn't right have gone now. that far. Yeah. I shouldn't <laughs> have gone that far. I shouldn't have taken the returns that far. But let me just say, if on October thirteenth you invested in Josh Allen, you would be a rich man if that was something you could do. And if you invested in Bitcoin on October tenth or October thirteenth, you would also be a rich man. This is my victory lap, and I am taking it. I will. I will give you that. That that was a great segment. <laughs> you you deserve that in the moment. I also screw you too. I yeah. <laughs> screw you. 
Josh Allen is an I anomaly. Gonna, I was going like, to milk it for all like, his words. I have never seen a, a quarterback go from from what he was his friend, like his the the raw skills to actually develop. And I think that's a credit to him personally. That's also a credit to like the coaching, coaching staff. that he has. Like like credit to everybody involved because you did it like like what everybody like dreams of happening when you draft one of these guys who has raw skills and hasn't done it happened with josh allen absolutely there's gonna be there's gonna be gms making terrible decisions for the next decade Drafting because the Josh, Josh the world. Allen <laughs> exists, exists, <laughs> and they're not going to have the structure, and they're not going to have the person, and they're not going to have anything. But congrats! No, he took he took a massive step up. I I just remembered that clip. I think it might have been just given to me in a vision or something where I remembered that I said that. I mean, you can't have twenty two seconds of more wins than I had in that twenty two second clip. <laughs> it, was, it was a pretty good pretty good series of wins. <laughs> I mean that and so I wanted to bring it up for Mark's victory lap. Thank you guys for obliging me. Michael, what did Mark finish? Uh what was his win percentage on the on the season? Oh, well by fast. one game we were all barely we were all at like right around fifty percent. We might have been below 50, yeah we were all below fifty percent. Yikes. Um, that's why I didn't put real money on that. Also a win. <laughs> Mark's win percentage was forty nine percent. Matthews was forty seven and mine was 44 we were all within matthew was 44? a game four oh. yeah not good it's, not good it's so funny because we were actually doing so well when the browns were doing well because we always just pick the browns and that's what screws us every year we're like 30 percent <laughs> every year because the browns never win and we always pick them against the spread um but yeah it was fun thank it, you y'all and i'm sorry i want you to know mark yeah that I do like seeing my younger brother <laughs> succeed. And it's only in my advanced... Narrator voice. No, it, he doesn't. <laughs> he <but> does not. <laughs> it's only in my advanced age that it's been okay for, at times, that to come at my expense. Um, prior to the age of, you know, maybe 25, there was no chance that was ever going to come at my expense. I'm okay with you winning um, against me every once in a while. That's, that's okay. That way. Thank you. That was for that was for the listeners, but mostly for <laughs> mostly for me, mostly for me. Let's talk about this upcoming playoff game. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we, we got no games to pick, so let's pick one. Yeah, that's all we have. So we we watched the game this week. It's going to be the same game next week with a couple of new players. Um, oh, speaking of, because the game was scheduled for Sunday as opposed to Saturday, um, we are going to have the advantage. Of being able to have Denzel Ward. I mean, I hope so. Potentially. 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 Um, depending on the, if he gets The math on. works. The math if. works. Denzel, BJ Goodson, and Malcolm Smith. Um, also, possibly Andrew I mean, Sindahel. Denzel tested positive for COVID. So, like, who knows how he's feeling? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't want to, you know, assume that he's going to be able to play. Like, he... According to the timeline, like he could be available to play, but I don't know that he's going to be in a state where he's going to be able. Oh, to play. we haven't addressed this. I was gone for a while from the podcast because I had COVID, um, and if Denzel has the same COVID that I had, he would be able to play. <laughs> I'm sure he will have the same COVID, but if his body reacts in the same way, um, hopefully he would be able to play on Sunday. There are wide ranging outcomes. If he has the same one that um, Miles Garrett had, 
I'm not so sure if he'll be able to play. Yeah, probably so not. So we'll, we'll see. Um, so that could be a, a potential win. It would be awesome to have Malcolm Smith. I, I don't know. The linebacker group is just such a hodgepodge of different characters. I just and don't Goodson. Even, I would like to have the options. Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, I almost think at this point with how consistent he's been throughout the year, I would pick Goodson over Malcolm Smith, honestly. Um, Malcolm oh, Smith, for sure. No, I'd, I'd pick Goodson. I could care less if Malcolm Smith plays. Roll with Goodson, Taki Taki, and Phillips, plus whoever else is there. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's fair. Um, okay, so looking from last week. And Harrison Bryant. Harrison Bryant should be available um, as well if he recovers well and is, um, you know, should be good to go. So Yeah, hope so. Not. Do um, you feel like we missed Harrison Bryant? Like, Harrison Bryant's been great this season for a rookie tight end, like for what he's been asked to do. Like, he's done way more than I could have do ever Do we really imagined. need three tight ends? Do we need Harrison Bryant? I don't think we need him, but I do think he provides a, a level of optionality that we don't have on the field whenever we have Austin Hooper and Njoku. I think they can use him in a variety of ways that they that isn't possible when he's not on the field. I mean, I'd rather what have is, Harrison What is Bryant. that? Do you feel like he, he brings more blocking, like he's more dynamic athletically on the outside? I, like, I think he can do everything. Thing at a level that none of the other tight ends can do at the same level. I think I think his baseline for for he can even be in the backfield and play like the H back role. He can block in line. He can run routes. And I think he does his baseline for all of those skills is higher than the rest of the tight ends across the board. And so it gives us more options when it comes to like our personnel packages and keeps the defense guessing more than when we have just Hooper and Njoku in there. I think you have a better sense of what and, those guys... And Steven Carlson. I, I mean, right. I mean, I just think you, the defense yeah. has a better idea of what's going to become an Adam um, if he's out than whenever he's playing. And I think we have... It's the same thing like when Kareem Hunt's in. I think I've seen a lot of, um, a lot of people complaining and fans complaining about Kareem Hunt not or being in the game instead of Nick Chubb. And I think there's situations in the game where, like, around the goal line, they like Kareem Hunt to be in there because of oh, the yeah. optionality. The, because the, the run pass option. There's the, so many different so many things, things you can do with them, and it opens things up across the board. Even if Didn't, you're not handing the ball to Kareem Hunt, it still, like, just it flexes things out and creates more space for other players. In a similar but maybe not as pronounced way, I think that Harrison Bryant brings a similar um, aspect to our offense. That's really fair. That's really fair. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I want to go back for just a second. Kareem Hunt's lead block on Baker Mayfield's third down conversion. That that is like I think I've watched it twenty times. That is the the beautiful value of the beautiful man that Kareem Hunt is. That's like if I was an athlete born in Cleveland he, and always wanted to play for the Browns. That's the type of block I would say. Blasted <laughs> Avery Williamson. He wants to he, win. He drove it back two yards, left the space for uh, Baker to for, run into, for Baker to run into and slide down. Like you, beautiful, beautiful man. Yep, he cares. Kareem Hunt, I, I love the Browns. I love that effort. I love that moment. Yeah, and Harrison Bryant, going back to him, is like what you're, what exactly you're saying, Michael. Is is gives the offense more optionality. Um, 
that's what a tight end is supposed to do. Uh, that's exactly the purpose of a tight end. Um, and he and he does it better than the rest of you. You don't know what he's doing. You don't know if he's blocking, if he's peeling off, if he's going out for a pass. Um, and so I agree. I would rather have Harrison Bryant than not. But I do think we have good tight end options, and we're not going to be hurting too much. And I think the most important thing is we have Denzel Ward. Of all of those, the linebackers, Harrison Bryant, Sandejo, the most important thing is that if Denzel Ward can be better and be back on the field, uh, like a full Denzel Ward. Sure. Um, Absolutely. All right, so looking back at uh, last week and looking into this week, um, what do you guys think, um, based on whatever you want to pull in, um, is going to be the outcome of this game and why? Why is that going to be the outcome of this game? We're going to basically pick the game, but in a form of predictions. Um, Man. I... (laughs) I want to win this game so bad. I, I, it's hard for me to be objective and actually like make a pick of what I think is going to happen because I just want it to happen so bad. <laughs> you, you know? I'm going to collectively with hundreds of thousands of Browns fans all over the world. I just feel like trajectory, like season trajectory, we we haven't been great the down the stretch. Like since that Baltimore game, that we we kind of peaked at that Baltimore game, which was a loss, unfortunately. Um, Giants game was fine; we controlled it. Jets game obviously disappointing. Steelers game took care of business against a weaker opponent. But, but the but, Steelers have been real bad. But there were some the mitigating factors in the Jets game and in the Steelers game. Sure, right? sure, there were. But I I guess what I'm saying is, Steelers have really been bad. Last five weeks, we've been excluding that second half. Against we the Colts. we've like risen and maybe we peaked a little early, but we're still like up at that top. Like, I kind of have an expectation that we're. I think the Steelers might be the worst team in the AFC playoffs. Like, I'm I'm not. I wouldn't be shocked if they were. Uh, over the last six weeks, they have been. Yeah, they can't score an offense. If you exclude that second half of that Colts game, which well, I mean, I, did, I didn't watch in depth enough to to know exactly what happened, but like, I'm not gonna yeah make I, decisions I, on a half I, of football. I mean, two weeks ago, my absolute dream was that we're playing the Steelers in the first round of these playoffs. Yeah, right. And except for this game where we just barely beat them, um, is the only thing that's this is me this pause, is but. this is the team I want to play. Yeah, this is a team I want to play. I don't know that we're gonna win. I mean, it's the playoffs. Every team is pretty good. They've got strengths. They've got weaknesses. Um, I think we're to be in this game. Yeah. Given how we play, like given that we're gonna try to, we're gonna run the ball at you. We're gonna try to hit play action shots. We're gonna, you know, push the ball down the field in moments. We're not. We're not doing that all the time. You know, like. We're gonna be a pain in the butt to play. You're gonna have to worry about Miles Garrett. You're gonna have to worry about um, Okunjobi Richardson on the inside. Like, if if the Steelers come out and play offense like they played in the first like eleven weeks of this season, where they're just dunking it short, this is gonna be a game. If the Steelers play like they played in the second half of the Colts game, they could run us out of the building. But I just don't and think I'm, that that's the Steelers. If they play the second half, like if they back up and they throw the ball deep 
our defensive line is going to have to perform. Absolutely. And if they don't, then... But I don't think they have the personnel to do that. So if, if they can pull it off, great. Good for you. You say personnel like you don't think Big Ben can do that? I don't think Big Ben can do it. I don't think their offensive line can do that long term to to protect long enough. I don't think that... I don't know. Like their they receivers had a second, can consistently They had a second-level offensive line, and like they had enough time to do it you know, for those handful of plays in this last game. But but the the game script also like that was like late in the game we were up by we were up by fifteen points. I mean, like, we even saw some of those plays in the first half where they were able to deliver deep and had a couple of. I like, just don't think they could do it. I don't think they could do it consistently for four quarters if it's what they need to do. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, so prediction, straight up, full on prediction score. <laughs> No, I you you did ask, and I didn't really give a, much of an answer about what I expect from the game, and I do think that our offense is going to put on a show. I I do think that Kevin Stefanski is going to pull it all out, and that it's going to look a lot different than it was in this last game. I think we'll see more Nick Chubb for sure, and we'll see more boot action. We didn't basically see any of it in this last game. I mean, we haven't done it for weeks. Um, at I mean, there's no reason to hold back. You're in the playoffs right now. You're the Cleveland Browns. You haven't been here in 18 years. Like, it's all coming out. And everything they've been working towards all season is going to come to fruition. And it's the first time that I just can't... It, it's fun to think about the fact that this coaching staff is so competent and that, like, they are going to take it to a next level. And I'm, like, confident that they're going to do so. Like, I'm going into this game and knowing we're going to see more, a lot more than what we saw in this last week. And I'm not hesitant and, like, wondering if they're going to be able to put a good game plan together. I'm pretty confident that they're going to be able we're to. We're actually going to get to and practice. If it, and if it doesn't work, and if it, well, I hope so. And if it doesn't work out, that they're going to adjust at halftime and it's going to, like, be okay. And so, like, that is what makes me most excited about this game is that I feel a sense of competence with this staff that like they're going to put this team in position to succeed. And so I definitely think we're going to be in the game. And I think there's a decent chance that we like come out and look like really great on offense. Like we did in the first half of the Dallas Cowboys game. And like we did in the first half of the Titans game. And because I think those are two games that feel similar to me. Like they were like kind of prove it. Like you have to beat the Titans, put up or shut up games. Like, you know, the Cowboys, like, were at that point in time, were thought of as, like, a pretty decent team, like, real good offense. Like, this shows you something. We showed up and really, like, made a statement in that particular game. Same thing with the Titans game. And if if you have a game where you need to make a statement, like, there's there's nothing more. Kind of the same thing with the Ravens game on Monday night. Like, right. Like, that offense showed it's up a great and point. we put up points. It's a great point. Like, there yeah. were other reasons why we lost that football game. Yep. And so um, I fully expect a really strong offensive performance and game plan um, from the team. And I'm really optimistic. Like, if I had to bet, I would guess I would bet that the Browns win this game. Uh, but I do think it'll be a competitive game. I mean, it's an individual. These teams know each other really well. I mean, there's just a lot of factors at play here. It's in Pittsburgh. There's all of these things going on. I expect it to be close, but I, I expect us to be in it. And um, I hope we're having a conversation about week two of the playoffs next week i mean especially at plus three and a half I'm, i'll take the browns oh sure i, I think this get this game's gonna be a dog fight like i don't think pittsburgh's gonna run anybody out of the building 
unless TJ Watt takes over. Eh. Like, just dominates and forces turnovers. Like, turnovers change everything, and we've been pretty good on turnovers this year. Not recently. Um, we have not been not been giving away turnovers with the exception of the Jets game. I mean, um, it's a it's a given, but like whoever wins the turnover battle is going to be in position to win this game. Absolutely. Like, there's mm-hmm. no doubt. There's yeah. no doubt about that. But I um, really would love to see Miles Garrett just like turn it back on, be able to hit that fifth they, gear. They like, keyed in on him in this game. Like, I mean, I can't help myself. Whenever the Browns are on defense, I pretty much only watch Miles Garrett. Like, I, I'm when I don't the know ball about, snap. There's nobody else you. Why else? I mean, why watch someone else? I don't know what. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys do anything differently, but like pretty much that's what I do is I watch the no, defensive I'm line. A, play. I'm a moron, so I just watch the ball. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I, I end it. up watching like Mason Rudolph stand there with the ball for three seconds, <laughs> where nothing's happening. I watch the defensive line and I'll go wherever the pressure is. Yeah. Um. But okay. Um. So I want score predictions too. If we're gonna if we're gonna pick the game, Michael thinks that the Browns. I mean, I'm going to pick the Browns, too. But let's go ahead and pick scores. Why not? Um, I think we'll get up close to 30. I'll say, like, 27 to 23. Browns win. All right, Matthew? I was going to go 24-23. Browns win. All right. Um, I'm in agreement with... Um, Michael, I think our offense is going to show us. It's going to look like the Monday night game. Um, I think we're going to score, and I think Ben's going to be forced back there, and they're going to start throwing the ball down the field. I think it's going to be a lot of points in the second half specifically. Um, I think it'll be 38-34. to 34. Woo! That'd be fun. And the Browns win. That be, would be even better. I might have a freaking heart attack. That <laughs> um, it we're would... going to have a really interesting conversation with Grandpa late night. <laughs> Grandma's gonna be delirious and drunk. <laughs> be amazing. Um, Can't wait. It is going to be a blast. I'm going to try to enjoy it regardless of what happens because we made the playoffs for the first time um, in a very, very long time. So thanks so much for listening, everybody. And we hope that you're just as excited about this game as we are. And um, we'll see how long it takes us if we lose to the last call.